Hi, I'm Matt Ward, and welcome to the Running Industry Podcast Weekly News. Thanks once again for joining me as we look at the Running Industry Podcast Weekly News, our short-form news roundup on what has caught our eye over the last seven days in the world of running and the wider running industry. Coming up this week, the Reunion 5K is launched, Park Run's future is at stake, British runners clocked up 10 billion miles last year. The UTMB partners with Ironman. It's International Foam Roller Day. And stock cubes can help you run further. And we start with the news that London Marathon Events has announced the Reunion 5K, which will take place this Saturday the 15th of May. The event is one of the pilot events in the government's events research programme and will be held at Kempton Park in Surrey consisting of three separate 5k races on the day. The format has been designed in conjunction with the Department for Digital, Media, Culture and Sport, the DCMS, and London Marathon events are also working closely with Public Health England and other key local stakeholders in the planning of the event, which has further support from the Mass Participation Sports Organisers Collective, the UK's leading mass participation event organisers. The aim of the Reunion 5K is to provide scientific data from participants, spectators and staff, which can be used to inform the DCMS's planning for the safe return of mass participation sport and events. Up to 3,000 participants and 3,000 spectators are expected in each of the three races at the Reunion 5K. Participants, spectators and staff must agree to undergo a COVID-19 test before and after the event, and anyone who tests positive before the event will not be allowed to attend, and in this situation, their entry fee will be refunded. Hugh Brasher, Event Director of London Marathon Events, said, The government's event research programme is a very significant step towards a safe return of events for participants and spectators and London Marathon Events, and it's doing everything it can to assist the government with the project. Entry for runners costs £15 to cover the costs of organising the event, and all finishers will receive a medal and entry links are in the show notes. Next, Park Run founder Paul Sinton Hewitt has announced that the future of Park Run is at stake. In a newsletter to Park Run members, the CEO has called on the entire Park Run community to help support events for the return of 5k runs on Saturday, the 5th of June, stating that it's no exaggeration to say that the next few weeks will be critical for the entire Park Run movement. Sinton Hewitt also asked members to influence and encourage local landowners to confirm the permissions quickly. Parkrun has over 3 million registered runners and walkers at almost 1,000 junior and 5k events. In normal times, Parkrun in England represents close to 50% of total global participation, making it a significant part of Parkrun's operations and critical to the overall return of Saturday morning events. Paul continued, At the time of writing, despite signs of positive progress in other home nations, we only have the opportunity to return in England, with clarity provided via the government's published roadmap out of lockdown. We will support the return of partner events in Scotland, Northern Ireland and Wales, along with events in every other territory, as soon as the situation changes and we have confirmation of when we can restart. Good luck to Paul and all of the team at Parkrun. Off-road racing is back in the UK as Lakeland Trails hosted almost 900 runners last weekend in Kentmere in the Lake District. 
with a first in a number of Lakeland Trails races this summer and autumn. And also last Wednesday, over 100 fell runners donned their studs at the Luffrig Fell Race in Ambleside. It certainly is great to see people back out there racing off-road. Now, in other event news and news release that has certainly brought out some interesting reactions on social media, the UTMB and the Ironman Group will partner to launch a groundbreaking UTMB World Series, reports Run247. Launching in 2022, the UTMB World Series will bring together many of the best international events on the planet, which will provide exclusive access to the sport's pinnacle event, the UTMB. Organisers state that the UTMB World Series is a revolution for the sport and it will bring together the trail running community through a new, integrated sports system that's open to all. In line with the rapid growth of the sport, events will be held across six continents, giving all runners more opportunities to live the UTMB experience on a global scale. And the World Series will be the only place where runners can begin their quest to Mont Blanc, where the prestigious UTMB World Series finals will be held. More info via utmbworld.com. Now, talking of mass participation, Runners World reports that British runners have collectively clocked more than 10 billion miles over the last 12 months, according to a new study. The research, commissioned by beer brand Michelob Ultra via OnePole, found that Brits ran a distance equivalent to jogging around the world more than 440,000 times. And according to the study of 2,000 adults, 43% ran 9.3 miles a week on average, while 1 in 10 ran as far as 16 miles a week, adding up to 832 miles over the year, equivalent to running from London to Tuscany. Remaining in Italy, in what has been titled the start of a new era of racing, race organisation 100 have announced the first artificial world championship in mountain trail racing, happening between the 25th and the 27th of June. The race simulates the original course race scenario of 100 World Series in the Dolomites mountain range in the Italian Alps. This innovative artificial race was specifically built upon a strategic alliance with the American technology company Idaru, that developed a mobile app that athletes can download on their mobile phones which will read, validate and authenticate the athlete's profile through the use of an innovation called the signature of movement before and during the race. This will be the first race in the world where artificial intelligence will be an ally for recognising the movement patterns of the runner and will artificially simulate the race course remotely. 100 TV will also provide live coverage on its own YouTube channel during the event and you can find out more about this exciting concept via 100.run. Next up, good news in that the National Running Show South is approaching the finish line with record-breaking enthusiasm. Yep, despite being postponed twice over the last year, the new event from Raccoon Events, the National Running Show South is expected to be the most successful launch to date for the company, with more than 20,000 runners and over 100 brands signed up to attend the expo, set to take place at the Farnborough International on the 17th and 18th of July 2021. Natalie Davis, Group Director at Raccoon Events, commented, The last few months has seen an explosion of interest in the event. Bringing the industry together and building a community is of paramount importance and after such a tumultuous year, the enthusiasm and pace at which the event is growing is great to see. 
we're very close to reaching maximum capacity. Find out more via the National Running Show website. Now, in the story that just won't go away, ex-marathon world record holder Tegla LaRoop says that athletes using new running shoe technology are cheating, and it's almost like doping, reports the BBC. Yes, regular listeners will know that we like to report on the super shoe debate, and the debate has got that little bit more fiery this week with LaRoop's statement. Tegla, who is now 47, was the first African woman to hold the marathon world record, which she set in Rotterdam in 1998 and held until 2001. And she'll be the chef de mission for the refugee team at the Tokyo Olympics this summer. LaRoop said, It's good to have shoes, but to have this element that other athletes cannot afford is wrong. For me, the shoes should be banned so that people can trust themselves and they can train and see what they're able to do. In defence of the footwear, which to be fair, almost all big brands have now in their range in some guise, Nike has come out and said it respects the spirit of the rules and does not create any running shoes that return more energy than the runner expends. The super shoe debate is a fascinating discussion within the industry, which is why we devote so much reporting to it. And you can bet it won't be going away anytime soon. In other footwear news, Adidas have unveiled the next step in data-driven 3D printed midsole innovation, the Adidas 4D FWD. Combining years of athlete data with the unique technology of 3D printing, the 4D FWD is created to provide runners with an all-new running experience. For over four years, Adidas have developed 4D lattice midsole technology in partnership with Carbon, and the Adidas 4D footwear is amongst the first in the world to use this cutting-edge technology. The Adidas 4D FWD will drop in three specific colorways, launching first in a black and fluorescent orange colorway. The Adidas 4D FWD will be available to the Creators Club members on May the 15th, and a special Tokyo collection drop, which will be the main podium shoe for athletes in Tokyo this summer, will be available from the 1st of July before a worldwide drop to all consumers from August the 12th. To find out more, visit adidas.com forward slash 4D. Now, ever wondered what the most popular running shoes are recreational and competitive runners are wearing? Well, joggingbuddy.com have released the footwear data from their members on the most used shoes on their runs, with a top 10 male and female running shoe list. Across analysis of over 36,000 miles of running, the sole performance article on the Jogging Buddy website put the Sacconi Triumph on top for the women and the Nike Free Run on top for the men. You can view the whole analysis via joggingbuddy.com. These days, it seems that there's a special day for almost everything. Earth Day, Mother's Day, International Book Day. Well, I bet you didn't know there was an international foam rolling day, did you? And it's today, May the 11th. Triggerpoint, the maker of recovery and massage products, is today encouraging everyone to learn about the benefits and the importance of foam rolling. Director of Education at Triggerpoint, Michael Cummings, explains, Research shows that foam rolling as part of your overall wellness and recovery routine, not just after or before performing exercise, can help reduce injury. It can improve flexibility and the range of motion and posture and help boost blood circulation. 
Foam rolling offers many benefits, not only for athletes, but also for people who work from home and spend extended periods of time seated. On International Foam Rolling Day, Triggerpoint has a full day of exclusive live programming and is partnering with fitness trainers who will lead foam rolling workshops on Instagram Live and on Triggerpoint's Instagram profile. Find out how you can get involved via the Triggerpoint website and those social media feeds. Now, how about some inspiration to round off? Well, firstly, a 12-year-old Belfast girl says she just tries to run as fast as I can after producing a 5k road race time of 16 minutes and 40 seconds and a world record for her age. Emma McKee set the remarkable time while running in an event at Down Royal Racecourse last week. Normally, I'm just running as fast as I can and just waiting for it to be over, she told BBC Radio Ulster. Going on to say that she had produced an even faster time in a recent run in Belfast, which was not officially recognised. Emma continued, A couple of weeks ago, I ran at Victoria Park and did a 16.37. When the races started after lockdown, I was so pleased because I was still in my peak form. Records appear to indicate that the previous world's best 5k road race for a 12-year-old was a mark of 17.16 in Florida by Annabella Velcheva in March 2017. Fantastic and well done to Emma. And finally, stock cubes have helped a runner smash a record on a 212-mile route. Yes, Scottish ultra runner Anna Rutherford has smashed a record for running the Southern Upland Way by more than 17 hours and said eating stock cubes was a secret. Anna ran the coast-to-coast route from Port Patrick in the west to Coburn's Path in the east of Scotland in 62 hours and 34 minutes, just nine months after giving birth to her second child, and only slept for 90 minutes in total in 11-minute stints, burning more than 25,000 calories and developed mouth ulcers. The joys of ultra-running, eh? So that's it for this week's edition of the Running Industry Podcast Weekly News. If you're a brand, event, organisation or news outlet and want us to feature your news story on the weekly news, just get in touch via the links on the show notes or on social media at Run Industry. Remember to subscribe to the Running Industry Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and also listen and subscribe via the website runningindustrypodcast.com where you can listen to all of the Running Industry Podcasts and get the new ones as they are released. You can also follow us, of course, on social media via at Run Industry. And if you'd like to support what we do, you can pledge via Patreon. Links on the website and in the show notes. Thanks once again to all of our listeners for the support and this week's weekly news. Make sure you keep listening every week and also rate and review each episode and be sure to tell your friends. I'm Matt Ward and the Running Industry podcast is a supersonic production. And until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye.